I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. And welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And this is episode 155. 155. Friends? Yeah. We back. We are back. It's been a minute. Yeah, I was on vacation. Caitlin was on vacation. Jordan was doing nothing. He was resting. I was resting. I was resting and going back and listening to selected episodes from our previous 154 episodes. Yeah. You could do the same thing. SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. That's where they live. They just hang out. We're ready for you. If you don't want them, if you don't want to go there, we get it. The weather's been terrible. I've left work every day this week. It's just been cold. And miserable. Gray, nasty. This is like the first, I'm gesturing at the window. This is like the first nice day true. we've had in like two weeks. We get it. You don't want to go anywhere. No. You just want the stuff brought to you. What if you get lost in the mist that we had yesterday? Like Brigadoon. Like Brigadoon. Yeah. Nobody wants that. No. <laughs> Thankfully... There's a method by which episodes can be brought to you. Is there? Via your podcast player of choice. <gasps> That's exciting. Wherever you get your audio content, just search us out, hit subscribe, and on the winds. Aw, shit. It's Chauncey. Frostilicus. The third. MD. <laughs> PSR. What is PSR? I don't know. I made it up. Well, he's that too. <laughs> it's an elf thing. Philip Specialized Rider. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah, Philip is his uh, Pegasus unicorn. And he will bring those episodes directly to your device every week. You know how much it costs you? You know how much it costs you, Caitlin? How much does it cost? Nothing. Oh, well, we like when things are free. Zero fucking dollars. You could do something. could do a couple nice things for us. Oh. Maybe rate and review. Yeah, that'd be great. Haven't asked for that in a while. Yeah. It's literally, it's one, just one tap. One tap. One tap. Four you, or five stars. I mean, we'd like that. Yeah. If you uh, speak your truth, we'd like four or five stars. But you you do more tapping looking up shows you want to watch on Netflix. You you really do. Or playing any of the many waifu hell games you might have on your on your iPad at any given time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, did I hear hmm? that what? Th- there's three now? Hmm? We'll get to it. Three? Okay. We'll get to it. Shut right. up. We'll get okay. to it. <laughs> yep. All right. It's fine. If you would like to contribute to this endeavor financially, you can. Yeah. We would really appreciate it. Go to patreon.com slash geekdownpod that's for the monthly commitment if you feel that strongly about us thank you thank you to those who do we appreciate we it very much appreciate you it. do get bonuses been a flurry of activity around there this the past month i feel like yeah quietly just quietly stepping it up little bonus features i feel since we we kind of relaxed on the uh we did on the bonus we kept feature. On meaning to do it and then we'd have to like double up an episode and it's hard to do two and a half episodes i just mean even with like the production of it we're uh, a little more loosey-goosey it's like yeah, it's like it's more just like it a, doesn't need to be this big production no. it's like it's just like a little bonus for you we don't skimp on the chit chat no for everyone no but we just give a little extra chit chat yeah for the patrons and we know you love it because you tell us you love it you do tell us you love it and we love you for loving it we're just happy everybody's happy I, I randomly threw up a, an, an addendum to a bonus episode. Did you this week? Yes, because we talked about we talked about our educational endeavors. Yes, but I thought you know what? Maybe some more context for the patrons. Okay, There's links to the things I've been using. Ooh. You want to learn a language yourself? Here are some links that I have enjoyed. Oh, that's nice. Not just applicable to Japanese; could apply to any language yeah. you like. It's like we're trading information with those out there. 
like like the internet was made to do. Like we're in prison. Is someone gonna bring me ramen? Yes. <laughs> Picante beef. If you are not ready for a monthly commitment, we get it. Listen, you got your Spotify, you got your Netflix, you had to pick up Crave for Game of Thrones this month. Like you're, you're saving up for Disney? Disney Plus? D- Disney Plus will be coming. Disney Plus is coming. It is. It's coming, y'all. There will be no escape. Bob Iger already owns you. I already know that we're paying for it. You're going to wake up one day and just have a mouse silhouette tattooed on your ass. You're going to be like, how did this get here? Iger will be like, I don't know. What's that? Oh, no, you were part of the Fox merger. Sorry. Did no one tell you? That should have been communicated. Oh, man. Really should have been communicated. That's a very important information. I told you, Caitlin, you are the Mandalorian. I am the Mandalorian? You are the Mandalorian. Amazing. Anyway, you don't want to commit. We get it. Ko-fi. Cafe. Coffee. Coffee. K-O-F-I.com. Slash Pod. Three bucks. Yep, that's it. Listen, I do a lot of experimentation with uh, exchange rates lately. Yeah. I know how much $3 Canadian is for the rest of y'all. It ain't that much. No, it's pretty good. You go to the change machine, throw in a 10 spot, do your laundry. You don't need all that $10 to do your laundry usually. Not unless you have a lot of laundry. Got a few bucks left over. You carry it around, jangling in your pocket. Oh, it's so heavy. You could save it, I guess. I suppose. Or you just toss it to your good friends, Jordan Kate. Yeah. We're still saving up for things. Still saving up we for things. We sometimes use it for transportation. Hosting is going to be coming up soon. You yeah. don't want to lose any of these 150-odd episodes, do you? No. I know we I don't. I know I don't. <laughs> We'd be sad. We'd lose a lot of crying. <laughs> this would really be sad. That's what that sorts of monies goes to, and we appreciate, as always, everyone who parts with their hard-earned dollars for this, because parting with your hard-earned dollars we- ain't something we enjoy. No. No, not even when you're on vacation. <laughs> I'm going to Costco. We went to Costco a lot. His mother was horrified to find out that on our trip home... Memberships are transferable like that? No, no, no. We have one. We have a membership. Yeah, but like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use it. Canada membership is applicable in the States? Yes, which is kind of awesome. Um, But we went to a Costco on our trip home and bought just like so many hot dogs. (laughs) And his mother was horrified. She's like, how many hot dogs did you each eat? And we just kind of gave each other a glance. We're like, a lot. Who needs 45 hot dogs a person? (laughs) These kids are right here so many hot dogs if you have questions inquiries concerns get at us on any social we're on pretty much all of them you can just google us we'll come up google geek down pod wherever we are we'll come up twitter probably has the highest engagement from us yeah facebook facebook. facebook's on life support at this point facebook is fine <laughs> you just gotta blow the dust off and it's fine it's in a sealed package you better get some you better get some compressed air <laughs> root out all the nooks and crannies of Facebook where it's been collecting dust. Yeah. But. Hey, no, don't worry. I know. It tells me every day that I, they haven't heard from me in your, a while. Your patrons haven't heard from you. <laughs> your followers haven't heard from you in a week and a half. Yeah. We know. They ain't gonna. I was on vacation. Fashion book. <laughs> that is all the ways you can contact us. Or, you know, if you're feeling folksy, geekdownpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us a missive. Emails. We do love getting emails. We do. Some of our best correspondence is with this show. have been a result of emails. It's true. It is true. How was America, Kate? It's weird. America's <laughs> really weird. America is really weird. Sorry, America. Sorry if you're listening to this in America. Y'all weird. If, and if you're like, well, that's stupid. How am I weird? I'm about to tell you. Um, no one drives the speed limit. It's either 20 miles above or five miles below. Everywhere. It's ridiculous. Um, there are no rules. There's no, no one uses their signal. You know your signal is there to use, right? It's to indicate because apparently everyone else in America is psychic 
but we're not. You know what they're thinking. I didn't know where you wanted to go. Green, rusted out Toyota, <laughs> like nearly careening into us. Um, the car on fire was a highlight. Uh, I was totally engulfed in flames. Never seen that before. Um, there were large, uh, large beasts uh, of like that were roadkill at the side of the road. Like, oh, full large deer. <laughs> that like they just don't pick up in the United States apparently. Well, we don't want to pay our taxes, Caitlin. Small government. Yeah, well, it's gross and it's no, also terrifying. You no, know big government does cleans up roadkill. Yeah, well, yeah, they don't like to do that apparently. Um, I don't know. There is for for United States being so populated apparently, there were so many places that were completely desolate. What's that about? Where are they? <laughs> where are they, Jordan? Where are they all? I, I don't know where they are. So if you know where they are, please let me know. Because there were so many places we went to that were either completely boarded up, like actual ghost towns. Like the city of Buffalo. Like the city of Buffalo. Um, or they, I don't know, it was just like very sparsely populated. So even in places like Myrtle Beach, it didn't seem that, that crowded. So anyways, I... I don't know where they are. What is the best thing you ate? Um, it's a tie. There was this amazing uh, tiny seafood restaurant called, uh, I believe it was Mrs. Seafood or Mrs. Fish, um, <laughs> right. run by a very nice Asian gentleman whose family lives in Toronto, and he comes and visits them when he closes up shop oh. on the off season. Um, oh, yes, the, t- the Toronto fishes. I know that. <laughs> Um, amazing, amazing food. Like, really, really good. Um, he got into a fight with a customer about, what, a pound of lobster legs or crab legs? How much? The guy was saying he was ripping him off, and he literally brought a scale out and was like, I will show you. I'm not ripping you off. Mr. Fish did? Mr. Fish did, Good for Mr. Fish. Yeah. Don't Uh, take no mess, Mr. Fish. No, hold his own. It was a very strange place, but it was really delightful. I had a really good vibe to it, and the food was fantastic. Um, I had some, like, really killer crab cakes. They were great. Um, And the pizza from Virginia, which is, I know, apparently, I'm going to cause Jordan pain when I say this, but was the best pizza I've ever eaten. That's fair. Yeah. It can be the best pizza you've ever eaten. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the best pizza out there. I haven't had enough pizza to, to make that ruling. Apparently, I'm supposed to go to Windsor for pizza. Mm-hmm. That it has the best pizza in the world. Facts. I did not know this. Facts. I did not know this. Um, yeah, so that was the trip. Like, there was some really great highlights. There was um, some cool places we went to that we found museums, and we love museums. And they were, like, great museums and art galleries. So we had a great time. I went to Florida. I went to a sponge farming museum once. <laughs> Um, and how was that? Exactly how you think it was. Super informative? No. <laughs> well, then it wasn't doing terrifying, its job. Terrifying. A lot of people died in that industry. It's apparently. sponge farming? Yeah. A lot of diving and outfits that like Big Daddies from Bioshock wore, you know, like right. the full helmet type yeah. of walking along the bottom type of vibe. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that in sponge farming and technology might not have been the best. everything it could have been. Right. At the time. 
I don't even know where the hell where the hell that was. Hudson, Hudson, Florida. Wait, somewhere so around I'm there. sorry. You went to a museum where mm. they talked about things that happened underwater. Nobody was talking about anything. Oh, okay. It was just like it was just like a festival of horrors and mannequins, <laughs> like displaying uh, some of this shit. But amazing. I'll, I'll take up photos on the on the break for you. Sure, I can um, still find some. As far as museums went. Uh, I definitely the Air and Space Smithsonian was a super highlight. It was super super cool. Um, we got to like go into Sky well, model of Sky. Okay, you know what? You asked. I'm telling <laughs> I, you. I, I did. We went to a model of Skylab, which was super cool. Got to see lots of cool shuttley stuff. Learned space and science stuff. It was great. It was good. We saw the Wright brothers plane. You know, cool stuff like that. Cool stuff like that. Yeah, and then we walked the mall, and it's really, really big, and everything is big in the States. Including the people. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was mixed. But it made us feel better about wearing sp- uh, swimsuits <laughs> at the resort. Like, no one, there was, like, no shaming. Flor- been, Florida's the only time I've ever felt skinny in my life. I've been, I've been in Toronto, and people have definitely shamed me for wearing a bathing suit, and... Which was awful. Well, those people are assholes. They are. And I hope that they hurt their ankle and then can't have fun over the summer. Wow. Yeah. Take that. Take that. Anyway, so yeah, that was that was a trip. A, a great time. Uh, road tripping is a lot of fun. I suggest if you've never done it before, you do that. I would just pick somewhere in Canada, though. <laughs> like, go to the Big it's, Apple. It's so big. It is. Canada is so big. So big. Go, but go to the Big Apple in... What was it? Concord? Con- I believe it's Concord, yes. Concord, Concord's a type of, I don't know, it's a type of grape, but it might be a type of apple, too. I don't know. We don't know. Apples. Get an apple crisp. Honey crisp. Whatever. God. Stupid. What else do I need to know about apples? The perfect apple already exists. I don't need to know. I already oh. know what it is. You already know what it is. Um, I feel like I did nothing while you were gone. <laughs> That's sometimes good. That's sometimes going to be its own its own reward. I feel like I, I feel like I didn't do much. Watch a lot of content. That exactly. That's its own reward. Because I'm not. Because I'm not allowed to do anything. Because my ass is trying to go to Japan. So I had. I, no, that's not true. I, I had one outing. Uh, a friend of mine was in town for. She had a bunch of meetings to go to, and so we went out to uh, to Caitlin Chagrin. We went out to Reeves <sighs> for noodles again. 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 Um. I'm hurt. Once again, she thought it was uh, sad slash adorable when I tried to talk Japanese to the <laughs> to the waiter. To the waiter, came over to take the dishes, and I was like, "He's like, how, how was everything?" And I said, "Gochi so deshita," and he paused and he went, "Did you say gochi so samadeshita?" And you were like, said, "Yes." Hi. <laughs> oh, Nihongo And I went, "No, I do not." But I know what you just asked me. Which was, "Do you speak Japanese?" Yes. Yes. And. <laughs> My friend was like, he's trying to practice. <laughs> I was like, shut up, Justine. Um, and then when she had gone to the restroom and the waiter came over again, and he's like, so why are you, why are you, learning, why are you learning Japanese for? I'm like, I just want to. And, and I want to go <laughs> next year. Before and the Olympics. It'll be, I'm sure it'll be fine after the Olympics eventually. <laughs> but it's never quite if I go same. a month before the Olympics, the shit's still going to be built. <laughs> Yes. You know, so. Anyway. Yeah, that was the only, like, outing I did. Just been, I mean, edits on the book right now, so it's been take, eating up a lot of a lot of spare time. Um, 
Yeah. Working a lot again, too, which I mean is good. It's May- good because you have to save up for Japan, don't you, Jordan? May's a three-pay month. I'm, I'm, but I'm just so torn right now. And Caitlin is throwing a real wrench into this. I have not. That's the sound of the wrench, Caitlin. Oh, Jesus. Friends, okay. We know before Perfume, there was the Pillows. If you've ever watched FLCL, that is the rock band. Furikiri. That, that is the band that supplies the music for all of uh, FLCM because the director was a fan and he just thought their music really fit the vibe of the show. And they had a run of four records from, I think, like 95 to 99 or 94 to 99, somewhere okay. in there, the back half of right before the turn of the century. I will put those records, because before they used to be real, like, jangly pop REM type of thing, they came from the pop, and they came from punk bands. Right. Okay. Um, but then when they started putting out their own music, it was real, like, college rock, like, jangly type of... Mm-hmm. Type of stuff. And then, I don't know, for whatever reason. Oh, then they put out two records of, like, a jazz pop group. Like. Okay. It's crazy. If you chart, like, the eras of their career, it's it's nuts. To the, to the point where when they had an anniversary recently, they did three shows to celebrate this anniversary. Right. The third night was, like, their standard, you know, Budokan type rock show, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. The first show was in, like, one of the clubs they used to play with, with their first bassist. Oh. Um, That's kind of cool. Because also, notoriously, their first bassist quit for creative differences, and yeah. out of respect for him, they never officially replaced him. Wow. That's... I think they just got over that now. I think right. maybe this, they came full circle with him playing with them again, but yeah. like, they had a filling guy for years. They went through a few, and then they had one guy that was with them for like 10 years, Right, but never official, always guest member. He was always credited as guest member. That may, probably made him sad. Um, probably, right? <laughs> and, then, and then he ended up getting fired. I don't know why he ended up getting fired, but he got fired. He probably pushed the subject. He uh, was like, guys, it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. Like, they let him in a video once, and I remember fandom being like, oh my God, they let June in a video. <laughs> um, He's like, I want a ring. I want some paperwork. So, yeah. So they did the one show in like the punk club, and then they did the second show like in a theater, okay. and they all wore suits doing these like jazz pop songs from their right. first like two major label albums um and then they started wearing like you know adidas zip-ups and they started dressing like oasis and like basically making pick <laughs> making making pixie songs for four albums and that's please mr lost man happy bivouac little busters and or instant music instant music or little Busters. i don't remember the name of it um and runner's high those four albums em- oh emphasis God, so- i'll put those i'll put those four next to anything and i have checked previously in the past over the years to be like how have they never pressed these up on vinyl right seems like that would be their jam they're mm. they're pretty you know, they still you know, beatles are like their favorite band and like reggae albums and stuff like that like they they seem of that culture that right. if any group was going to when the when the vinyl resurgence really kicked in i feel like they're the ones who would have been like yeah let's do it up right and for the longest time i would go on discogs and see nothing mm-hmm. and i would be surprised and i would go wow they still haven't done anything Press those up that's weird that's so weird at some point in the last two weeks i decided to look it up again i don't know why i did that caitlin because then Discogs let me know that they did press up those four albums. Yeah. Over the course of a year. They did one every like four months or something. Oh, that's cool. It is cool, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, what's not cool? What's not cool? They were only available at shows or on their label's website. That that makes it m- more difficult to get a hold of. Especially when you're not in Japan. That means Jordan is irritated. I did some, I did some looky-looing. Yep. Like there are sites... I could essentially kind of like figure this out with Google Translate and use like a mail forwarding site. Think of it like Tokyo Mailbox, right? Yeah. Like you just, it's called Tenso. There's another one that does the same thing um, where you just use it as the shipping destination. Mm-hmm. And then 
they have your international address and then they ship it out to you from there. It's just adding a middleman to it because some of these places don't ship internationally. After sussing it out when everybody takes their cut and all the uh, all the exchange rates and all that, yeah, it's going to be about mm, two fifty for all four albums. Right. So what's that come to? It's going to be about sixty five, sixty five, seventy bucks per album. Yep. Not ridiculous. For a Japanese record. I've spent more than that on Japanese records from overseas. You have. But I'm supposed to be going to Japan. Right. And I said, I said, no. I said, no, Caitlin. I can't do it. I'm supposed to be doing other shit. Right. As much as, as much as these are, these songs, these albums are like core to my being. Yeah. Because then I went in a little jaunt, Kate. Mm -hmm. A little jaunt through their musical catalog, listening to songs. And this is a group that like, I am legitimately if i hear the like opening acoustic strum to beautiful picture by the pillows i am back in my small town i remember how i felt i remember working at that gas station i remember downloading whatever lucy's i could find off of like kazaa um and audio galaxy like so basically yeah they're they're very important to your to your core self they are very important and it's one of those ones where i say i say this about other things where like you could take like 40 percent of the records there yeah and I would give them away in a heartbeat for if, these pillows records. If, if you were in the movie Inside Out, one of your islands would be music, and but pillows would be like there would be a giant pillow in there. Yeah, it's just if if this nonsense, yeah, isn't if our stuff is supposed to tell our story, mm-hmm. that's a huge omission, right? That it's not there. Yeah, but it's just so much money. It's a lot of money, and I had already written this off to myself. Right, I said that's not that's not a thing that's going to happen. I mentioned this story briefly to Katie Mack when we were at Harry's Charworld earlier mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. with our boy Travis having, yeah. a, having, Hi, a, little, Travis. having a little brekkie. And Katie Mack says, well, let me see you again. I mean, you just, you know, you see ramen for a while. So uh, was part of the plan, Caitlin. Oh. And now, now I'm that meme of calculus. I'm just that woman doing calculus in her head right now again. <laughs> okay. So I understand that it was not part of the plan, <laughs> but I do not talk. That is not my voice. <laughs> um, okay, but listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> if you don't get these, you will regret it forever. It'll go on forever. forever. I've, I'll talk about it forever. Yeah, no, because what's going to happen is you won't get them and you'll talk about it forever. And you'll be like, oh, like sometimes I still think maybe I should have gotten it and like all of this. And and then you won't be, be like able... sitting in Shibuya Square and just like, well, this is cool. <laughs> but, but... I gave all those pillows records. Um, <laughs> however, if if something happened and they were no longer available, you would be like, oh my god, I should have gotten them when I had the chance. <laughs> I, would, I would feel that shit in my soul. Think think about it. You've been checking for this for how long? Not like every day, but like periodically. But I mean, basically ever since I got into records. Yeah. yeah, you've been checking for it since you've been since you've gotten to records. And I'm not we're not saying every single day. You're not you know obsessing about it, but it's still something that's been on your mind. If the initial like theory of record buying was like <laughs> just the essentials. <laughs> <laughs> If that was the plan where it was like, you know, just Desert Island albums yeah. on vinyl and everything else can just live on like MP3 or streaming or something like that. Like yeah. if that was the plan, they would have been in there. Like yeah. if they so, were available, they would have been in there. So get them. Move I'll, some other budgetary I'll, stuff I'll around. Do some, I'll do some more math. It is a three-pay month. And we have a stat three-pay. as well. Three-pay month? Three-pay and a stat. And I'm working a lot this month. Yeah, you are. Pick up an extra shift. 
Was that, I can't pick up. I'm no, working no, on so much. I can't pick not, up an extra not shift. Not this stretch, but <laughs> you know, sometimes when it's a little light, pick up a day shift. <laughs> the, uh, the sun. Yeah. I have a day shift tomorrow. It's weird. Can you believe that? It's so weird. I'm gonna be at work for six a.m. Yo. That's super weird. I haven't worked during the sun. I like. How is that gonna work? I'm gonna step out onto the floor and like hiss like. <laughs> You, you're squinting already, like. <laughs> okay, hey Jordan, can you take this down to cash? Okay. It's <laughs> like a possum, just like. <laughs> or that thing where you like just go into the shadows, like you just <laughs> manipulate yourself. I'm that one vampire from what we do in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> just here, on, so you're on the page. Like, somebody found a large possum rolling through the kids' department. Like, <laughs> I just hear hissing and scurrying. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I think if it's, I think it's, you've talked to me about the pillow since we first became friends. From time. So. Well, listeners, let us know what you think. What would you do? What would you do, listeners? 250 bucks. Not a small, not a small expenditure. But it's four albums. It is four albums. It's four albums. Four albums you want. I also thought half-assing it, you know, like, maybe just get one. I thought I could do that. For like, what, a second? (laughs) Oh, wow. All four of them are somehow in my shopping cart. (laughs) I don't have time to this happen. happen? Anyway. Yeah. uh, I'm sure there was news out there in the world. I'm sure I saw some. But there is one thing I want to talk about kind of of culturally in the the world. And that is uh, something for the blogs, for the websites, and the Instagram accounts. And the blogs. And all that. All the YouTube accounts. I get you need your engagement. Yeah. You need the clicks. Oh, I get it. Yeah. You need the clicks. It's all what it's, it's about. How you, how you, it's how you survive. Sometimes it's how you pay the bills. You need them. It is. It's exactly how you pay the bills. Can you give it 12 hours? Like, well, there's two like, problems. I, I, in a rare opportunity, got to watch last week's Game of Thrones. Right. Live. Yes. Which is not usually how I watch it because I work nights. Usually I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. Normally I have to watch it on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I managed to watch it live and I went, oh, it was just thrilling. Battle of Winterfell. Oh my God. It's thrilling. I was getting, te- I was getting messages, <laughs> Facebook messages. I was able to do my recap for Kate yeah. in, in real time. She was loving it. Um, but within minutes, the credits had rolled. I think the next week promo had just aired and already GIFs and memes not from people. People, whatever. You're having the conversation. That's cool. Right. That's whatever. Sites that cover these things, though, mm-hmm. I feel like you have a responsibility to give it. The statute of limitations is not that low at this point. Okay. You, and as much as I'm anti-spoiler and I don't care, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm working under the assumption that usually a day has passed before we get into it. Anything we've ever talked about on this show where we're like, we're going full into it. Yeah. It's been out for like at least a week. Yeah, usually. Like, I don't need, why do you need to put up a gif of Arya stabbing the Night King 10 minutes after it happened? Jordan, we can't do this. It's gif. Never. It's gif. Never. Oh my God, is this the next battle? We've been over this. And I know I'm on the losing end, but I don't care. All right, okay. Told you, language is permeable. If I have to accept a singular they, I get to say whatever I want. Oh my God. Anyway... But the other problem is, is it's all about, I guess, because there's so many takes, who gets their takeout first? Who gets the, the gif out first? Who gets the, like, it, it's, 
it's not about really about content, I don't think, anymore. My frustration is something like io9 or the Mary Sue or whatever putting out 17 fucking articles about the same movie. You get three. You get three. That's it. <laughs> my rule about outrages. Three minutes. <laughs> That's what you get. But like, as established, I'm probably not going to see Endgame till like next year. Yeah. I know what I Love You 3000 is. Didn't have a choice. Got splattered all in, splattered all in my face. Yeah. So by Saturday. So I saw Endgame in the states. Ooh, how was that? Uh, it was interesting. I got um, called. Well, I was told, "Shut up, Whitey," which is a new experience. <laughs> Friends, that might be the greatest thing that's ever happened to Caitlin McKinnon in her life, and I will get that story off, Mike. Um, and it was. It was one of the reasons we went to go see it. A, senior correspondent Chris had always wanted to see a movie on vacation and his mom would never would let him. <laughs> so he was like, please, can we do this? Second reason, he was so scared of getting spoilers. And he would have. Yeah. And he there was even one and he wasn't even, he wasn't anywhere near where they should have been. It was some like shit posting meme Facebook page <laughs> and in everything, someone just put a spoiler because people are dicks, apparently. Um but he was so like, I don't want this movie to be spoiled for me. Can we please go? And I was like, sure, that's fine. It's an experience. Um, but it, that was part of it is that trailers will give some away, but you have to be so careful. And when people aren't careful, you're they don't understand they're ruining entertainment for others. And we spend a lot of money on entertainment. Don't ruin it. This is why we are very, very vocal about on this po- on this podcast about being pro spoiler. Yeah, and we give you ample opportunities to get out, which is, I guess, you know, if I know I'm like, and I don't give a fuck about spoilers, whatever. But I invite that to me a lot of times. I li- I know everything that happened in Endgame because uh, a certain Australian fan of this show had feelings, lots of feelings, <laughs> the day after she saw it. Yeah, um, and she's on the other side of the world, so she saw it first, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> I want those takes. But blow up my DMs. But you've asked for that. I have asked for that. And like so that was like Thursday night. Kira broke down everything that everything she liked and didn't like about the movie. But like by Saturday morning, like Complex is throwing up memes of you know, Tony and Aria titled Great Weekend for the Starks. Right. It's like, oh. Well if Kira hadn't already told me XYZ, it would have been right there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not even including, like, people who don't think when they start commenting anything. We've been over this. Don't comment on anything ever, people. But don't read them. Don't write don't, them. Don't do don't, anything. Comments, yeah. comments have never contributed to anything worthwhile. No. It's just ever people being life. angry at people. Other people. Um, it's a lot of anger. So, yeah. I just find it, it just grosses me out. It just bums me out. It makes me sad for journalism. <laughs> even, well, ju- even journalism about shit as stupid as, you know, Marvel movies, but... There's a point where it's not journalism anymore. It's clickbait. It's admittedly clickbait, but it's like I think I think it's just, I think I was just disappointed because like the Ringer, which is a site I love, the former Grantland, a lot of you know my Platonic Ideal podcasts come through the Ringer, and a lot of people I like work for the Ringer. Yeah, and I'm just always just like bummed out when they like get it. Here, here's here's the level of content farming that the Ringer does for Game of Thrones. Uh oh. They have an after show on Twitter. Yeah. Immediately after the episode. Okay. Immediately after the episode, three people sitting around talking about the episode, going through scene by scene everything that just happened in the episode. Why would they do that? Um, because the other two are, it's hosted by Chris from the Chris and Andy show, and the other two are like deep, like book readers 
et cetera, et cetera. Right. So that's that's visual component one. Be like two or three articles the next day. Yeah. Either the actual review of the episode, a couple details. Like this week, it was like a review of the episode, a write-up on the Night King himself as a character. Did he fulfill his potential as an adversarial figure? Right. Existential threat, that type of thing. Um, the mandatory, like they've been dropping clues about Arya for, you know, three years. Yeah. Type of thing. Then they will have a uh, one of the hosts of the after show has does like an Ask the Maester Facebook Live because okay. he runs so deep in the books and can like call up some bad like can call up some battle from the books that's like never been mentioned on the show but like will add context to things about the show that maybe right you know you want to hear about like Dunk Targaryen or something <laughs> something like that um, he can just like summon that at knowledge and people have questions about like you know some sword. How many Valerian steel swords are there? And will be like, oh, there's this one, this one. Like, he's that, he's that dude. Right. Um, okay. So he's super, no! has super deep dived into a lot of the information. Yeah. So he sure. will do that midweek. Thursday, uh, him and the other woman, Mallory, from the after show will do uh, binge mode, which then they dive even deeper into the episode. No. And then on Friday, they have the precapables. No. Which is... Talking about what they think next week's episode will be. No. And I have heard Chris say on, on the Chris and Andy show, even with all that, yeah, people still want more. And they still, and they still, they get good traffic for every, all, basically it's like their entire industry for two months is Game of Thrones. But and it's like that for a lot of fucking why? shows and websites and everything else. What are they going to do when they don't have Game of Thrones? Uh, exactly, right? Well, th- I think also this is what they talk about with the monoculture, right? This is the last show where, like, you're probably never going to have an event show like this again. You don't think so? I do not think so. Hmm. Because as everything moves to streaming and on demand and things like that, right. there is no... This is another reason why I like going to move on to Avengers a little bit, because I know you saw it, but it's... um how like Avengers is not just the end of like this wave of Marvel, but probably this way of doing things right as Renner and Hiddleston as you know, the Disney plus content farm starts up. Yep. It's not going to be events. It's going to be a long, slow trickle of content to keep the properties out there. Yep. To keep the investors happy, Mm -hmm. keep the balance sheet going and to keep you constantly just just feeding you. Just feeding your fucking gullet full of Marvel and Star <laughs> Wars content. No breaks. No breaks. No days off. Always. Second you finish Hawkeye, boom, Mandalorian. Second you finish Mandalorian, boom, young Loki. Loki goes west. I don't know. Whatever the fuck they're doing there. I, I really like Loki goes west now. <laughs> I. It's the secondary industry that just... <laughs> Makes me sad. Isn't as it, much as I love takes. Isn't it? Aren't people going to get exhausted? Don't people get exhausted? I was. Aren't exhausted they exhausted? Like years. Are they exhausted now? That's what I'm saying. I've been beating that drum for like three fucking years, but they ne- they never are. A, like, was it a billion dollars on the first weekend? Oh like, yeah, it was something obscene. It was an obscene level of money. It had it. Apparently, it had some like its amount was more than some nations make <laughs> in like a year. Because like, it's it opened globally the first same day, yeah, everywhere on Earth, which is like never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we know I didn't see it. You saw it. I did. And um, it was great. I really liked it. <laughs> this is what I say about every Marvel movie. I really liked it. It wasn't amazing. I didn't really like the beginning. I didn't really like the credits uh, or the ending. 
Um, not that I didn't like the ending. I just thought it could be better. There was a moment that everyone's like, they were pandering to women. I was like, the whole fucking thing was a pander. <laughs> like, that's the whole point of this so, movie. You have a movie with all the superheroes together. Yeah. Like, 40 people. Like, what was like this franchise exists to pander. Yeah. It is fanboy. It's fan service. Like, it's Absolutely. literally all it is. Absolutely it is. So when people are like, well, we we have been calling it Carol's Angels. Um, when Carol's Angels show up and they do this, like, silly thing with all the, like, women, of, except, you know. Also, spoilers. <laughs> um, when they uh, do every, they show everyone, obviously, Black Widow is not there. Um, everyone's like, woo, like, fun. Like, that's cool. That was it. You don't have to write a fucking article about it, the Mary Sue. Since you brought her up. Yeah. It is one thing I hear frequently. I have heard frequently yeah. in discussions about this movie. Yeah. While acknowledging that this was done before her standalone movie, mm -hmm. do we have a Carol problem? No. The problem is that people don't realize, and this happens not the same in comics, but kind of. They, had, they didn't know anything about the character when they made this movie. They had no idea who Carol Danvers was going to be when they made this movie. Yes. None whatsoever. Brie, so, Brie Larson didn't either. No. She did this, before, a lot of them did this before they did their solo movies. Absolutely, right? So they used her the best way they could. They still acknowledged her existence. They acknowledged why she wasn't around all the time. Yes, things are an emergency, but she's in fucking the other side of the galaxy. It's going to take her a little bit of time to get there. Um, and I think they explained everything away. You know, a couple lines of dialogue here, a couple shots the there. The power set specifically is what they were referring to as the Carol problem. That her powers are ill-defined. People don't really know. It still hasn't really been communicated what her powers are, what she can do, what she can't do, what her weaknesses are. She doesn't have any weaknesses. That can be a problem for writing for superheroes. It's the Superman problem. That's why it's hard to do a Superman movie. I think it's fine. I think, uh, hey, maybe they'll give her cancer like they did in the comics. Um, just, I, I think... <laughs> Thor got cancer. She got cancer. Did she get cancer? Yeah. Um, so, just like, I, I just don't think it's a problem. I think she's super powerful. No one's ever like, Thor's too powerful. Like, that never came up. I think it's because she's probably a lady. What are her powers? What were Thor's powers? Like, he had this type of lightning, some other type of lightning. He could call Mjolnir. It would you, make him you, fly. You've seen Thor get beat a lot, own. though. Yeah, she, yeah, and she got beat up with him taking the power stone and punching her in the face. It was great. What is the problem? I think as the admitted linchpin of phase whatever. Phase four? Phase my death. Phase four. Phase my death. Phase um, to have that cypherous a character, to some, mm -hmm. they got... We got quibbles. <laughs> they got quibbles, Kate. Quibbles. That's it. They just got quibbles. But they we know how you feel. We know how you feel about Carol. But I mean, it's always the problem when you have a character that is that OP. Like, but they always have quibbles about everything. I just don't. I there's so many things you can do with that character. There's so many ways to depower her or just have a movie about you know her second movie about maybe something happens. Maybe she gives her power to someone. Maybe there's like so many things that could be done. I just don't think it's worth quibbling about it right now. And who cares? They're entertaining. That's all. It's my same problem with Star Trek. I just don't think it's a problem. I don't think it's a problem. 
I think if you are a good enough writer, you can use what you've got and write a great story. The end. When I see it in 2022, <laughs> you'll see it sooner I'll, than that. I'll let y'all know. I'll get I'll get you I'll get you seeing most of them. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let y'all know my opinion when I see it in 20 by, t- by 2027. By 2020, I think you'll be caught up. <laughs> you, you think by 2020? Yeah. Yeah, it's my goal. No, 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 by like the end of 2020. Like, at the end of 2020, you'll be caught up. With most of them. It's a, it's a, it's a bold statement. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make you see um, Thor 2. I don't think you know, anyone needs to see The Dark World. Oh, no, I have heard on the list of flexes in this movie. Yeah. Uh, the screenwriters are on that list of biggest flexes for making The Dark World canonically important. Yeah, well, yes, that is that a is, flex. That is... <laughs> Yeah. That is that is some big dick energy right there. Hey, <laughs> with I the think, one movie that everybody skipped and make it. I think I think everybody who anybody who can make something that was like insignificant and lame kind of important, I think that's a it's kind of fun. It's fun. Let's I call like it, that. Let's call it retconning, y'all. And it's lazy. Anyway. I don't think it's lazy. I think it was interesting. Retconning is lazy. I thought it was fun. Retconning is lazy, but what they did was interesting. Gave it more layers everyone was watching game of thrones and avengers this weekend you know what i was watching what were you watching a fucking six-part documentary on street foods on netflix yo i was also watching this wrong button with the proper air horn i was also watching this but i didn't get quite as far i watched it all i watched three point point five episodes did not even know this was a thing, as Netflix does, because they hate promoting anything. I just yeah. randomly opened my opened up Netflix one day to throw on a random Brooklyn Nine Nine episode. Sidebar: We are going to argue about this current season until the end of time. Okay, I haven't watched any of this current. It season, is like so. written by people on Coke. Like, okay, good to know. The last episode was like the main plot: Gina back, but she's having death threats, and also Terry and Jake are sad that they haven't seen her much and they're not friends. That was your A plot. Your B plot, somehow Rosa hurt her hands and is trying to get out of an office while Amy watches her. Your C plot, C plot. Nikolaj might be a genius and Holt thinks he's a genius because he doodled on his whiteboard while he was in analyzing crime statistics and maybe Nikolaj should go to this boarding school and are you a good father, Boyle? I don't know. All of that was happening at the same time, Caitlin. I'm sure it's fine. She was just being dramatic. It was great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Just, ah, this is my thing. How many articles can you write about a thing that is, it was great. <laughs> like, really? Like. What, what if, what if, Caitlin, what if it wasn't great? It was fine. <laughs> it was entertaining. <laughs> I had a good time watching it. I didn't have to go pee. <laughs> like, woo. I had a bucket sucked, of popcorn. We sucked all. <laughs> oh, yeah, how big were the popcorns in America? It, huge. Jesus. It was a literal fucking bucket. Only imagine that. So salty. <laughs> <laughs> like our takes. <laughs> um, yeah, so randomly I open up Netflix and there's street foods. I'm like, well, this is an hour. I'm probably not going to watch it, but it's not an hour. It is game. not it an is hour. It's a smooth half hour per episode. It's like, oh, and they went to Osaka. Let me watch that. I think it's just going to be a fun, good time. Look at this jolly old man who runs a izakaya out of a truck on like a curb can we where, just, where he makes tuna cheek. Can we just tell you folks? It's not a fucking good time. Don't, don't go into any of these. Unless you are prepared. <laughs> a, you need to be prepared with food. We were not prepared. You need food. You need tissues. We were not prepared, so when this man, this wonderful, old, bald man in his 70s... With no family. 
with no wife and no kids who just wants to braise some tuna cheek on a with a blowtorch with a blowtorch on a grill near the side of the street. Didn't even have just got running water in a bathroom like Very in a, a porta potty. But it's like built a career and people lining up. They ask him what his family was like. He's like, it wasn't good. And then starts crying about his mother. You know, like, you know how Caitlin feels about old people? I don't really feel about old people like that. But if old people start crying, it's fucking done. (laughs) Yeah. So when this jolly old man who up to this point has loved life and everything about it starts talking about his mother who died when he was six and his father who slapped the shit out of him. And he went and like slept by this dock with a blanket and a pillow to stay away from his father because his father couldn't swim and, so he could get away from him if he came for him. And his favorite part of school was the school lunches and then his father told him that he couldn't do it anymore because he didn't have the money and he was devastated. And then he left home and tried to make all this money so he could open his own izakaya and then got all that money and then his father fucking died. And, and then he had to buy him a tombstone and have a funeral because that's what you do. Whether you like your parents or not, you got to buy that shit. That's how Japan rolls. And now he got no money. Now he's got a trailer. He still made it work. Amazing. So Street Foods is fucking awesome. Yeah, and every episode great. has been great. Yeah. Um, definitely you can see it transferring. Like this season is Asia. So that's like Vietnam, Indonesia, Thailand, Singapore. Singapore. All uh, that kind of run. India. You can certainly see them doing South America the next season. Oh, yeah. Doing like, you know, Brazil and Uruguay and, and Mexico. And now I know where to get my food. <laughs> Though a lot of it I'm like, this will kill me. Oh, it's all <laughs> health and health and nutrition is not necessarily the uh, yeah. the goal there. But oh, that's India. That's another one they had. India, the yeah, Indian one was right as well. Um, so yeah, definitely burn through all of that. What else? What else was on my content block while you were gone? Um, and I've been making a more of a uh, more of a concerted effort to uh, stay on top of anime this season. Right. Read some good reviews. Knew there were some returning creators from years past Mm -hmm. that i enjoyed um first one there well one of them we'll be talking about in the back half of the show which i'm conflicted about but we'll get to that in the back half of the show um carol and tuesday yeah which i'm officially not allowed to watch yet but (laughs) arrest me um i'll watch it again when it's on netflix we'll come to netflix eventually currently i believe is airing on fuji tv um it is the anniversary project for bones studio 20th anniversary project for bones and he's not writing it his name has been trotted out a lot for right. it shinichiro watanabe he of cowboy bebop samurai shampoo kids on the slope all that he's not directing it nor is he writing it but he's kind of overseeing it a little bit right is basically the story of these two 17 year old girls carol and tuesday who uh both live on mars and they meet and I haven't Googled this, but there was a flag for me where they mentioned Wulong as the currency, which was the currency from Cowboy Bebop. So I'm like, huh. 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 Um, Wouldn't that just, you don't talk about flexes. Wouldn't that be a flex by the end of Carol and Tuesday? It's like, it's the world before the gate explosion that that started Cowboy Bebop. Um, And they just want to, music is basically all made by AIs at this point, by corporate controlled AIs, Mm -hmm. but they want to be musicians. So they want to make their own music and they, whatever, whatever song they make, it's always like teased in the, before the opening credits that right. like, that like, this is a story of the two girls who like, you know, wrote the songs that blah, 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 blah. That's a real tough beat when you start making that claim on your show. Yeah. Cause, cause then you got to come with it. Yeah, you do. Have they come with it? Okay. This show has put me to sleep on three of the four episodes that have aired thus far. Uh-oh. Now. 
Maybe this has to do with me watching them after I get home from work in bed. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. Maybe, right. a little, maybe a little bit. Maybe. It's so fucking boring. <laughs> They're so boring. Nothing happens. And the songs also, it's just a fucking murderous row of people working on this show. Right. Working on their music. Um, I, I was really loving the opening credit theme. I still do kind of love it. At least the 90 seconds that are that are present. <laughs> Um, at the beginning, because they made a concerted effort to work with international artists. Um, the opening theme was done by Nobrick, who's a Japanese guy who has popped up multiple multiple times on my Spotify Discover Weekly. And the closing theme is done by a guy named Benny Sings, who I think is European. Um, he named his album City Pop, which is why he shows okay. up on my Instagram yeah. all the time because people hashtag that. And in the midst of Japanese artists, it's like, who the fuck is this Benny Sings guy who writes like Yacht Rock? Not bad. Cool. Whatever. Cool. Great. And then I was looking up on their website, and, like, G. Reno, who I love, is going to be doing songs for them. The guy from M-Flow is going to be doing songs for them. Um, Thundercat and Flying Lotus are both doing, as much as I said, keep them away from the Cowboy Bebop <laughs> live action. They're both doing songs for it. And the guy from Keen is writing songs for it. The, the oh, cool. Crazy group of people. And I don't even think we know all the people who are going to be involved in this right. yet. But, um and they wanted, I know they made a deliberate choice to have all of the lyrics done in English. All the English lyrics sound like they have been run through Google Translate. Uh-oh. Like they just do not work. Right. I'm sure they work fine if you're Japanese and you can't understand it. Right. But they're just, there will be these little things in either the lyrics or like one syllable too much for a bar type of thing. It's like, no, this is not the song that saves the world. Like, right. this is not. And even in the last episode four that just aired this week, there's a moment where they're like doing their laundry and they start like jamming just by like banging on the on the box they're sitting on or whatever. Yeah. And singing. And there's a guy in the middle of them. And then when the guy starts dancing, I'm like, oh, this is Glee the anime. This is what we're doing here. This is just Glee the anime. So that's the one part. And on the other part, it's clearly like old dudes putting what they think is cool in the mouths of 17 year old girls, Uh-oh. which like. That's always a problem. Well, like every episode is like named after a song, but the songs are like Fire and Rain by James Taylor. And. And Bruce Springsteen was like, what do you tell me a 17 year old who could spot Bruce, who could identify Bruce Springsteen on a mugshot? But they're on Mars, so it's different. Maybe it's different on Mars. Maybe culture, it's like Idaho. It's like Idaho. Culture just moves really slow on Mars. <laughs> they're still really jamming out to Carly Simon up there or some shit. I don't know. So I am the disappoint oh, with Carolyn Tuesday. I'm sorry. Um, the third thing I'm keeping up on, we will talk on the back half. And the other thing. We'll talk about more detail now. Caitlin has some familiarity with. Probably would have given it to Caitlin at some point, but didn't want to spoil the first react. So patrons, right, enjoy that live react as it happened, and that is Sarazanmai, the latest offering from Kuniko Ikuhara, he of OG Sailor Moon, Revolutionary Girl Lutena, something something Penguin Drum. He had a show called Penguin Drum, which I need to get to at some point, and. Uh, Something else about people are bears and they're having sex. I don't know. Really? I'm, I'm grossly, Wait, like, I'm grossly mis-summarizing that show, I'm sure. Oh, but okay. It was called something Kuma something. I was going to say like human bears or like yeah, bear bears? people with bear spirits. I don't know. Okay, um, and this is his Kappa show, a.k.a. Butt Jewel the Anime. Yeah, it's... um. Mm-hmm. So this has a lot to do with uh, the myth and folklore of the Kappa, which is a yokai or monster from... Japanese folklore. Uh, frog duck. The frog duck turtle type thing. Yep. Well, don't call it if you saw what happens if you call it a frog. Don't Kate. call it a frog. <laughs> uh, 
Um, At all. And a number of like fine details with the Kappa legend that I've since learned <laughs> while trying to make sense of whatever, <laughs> what is going on. Whatever this is, is um, Kappa have a dish on their head, which is why one character says dish all the time. And also has a play on the uh, title, Sara Zanmai. Sara is Japanese for plate. And one of the ways you... Kappa are not nice creatures. They never like to yeah. kidnap and eat children out of lakes and stuff like that. Fun. Um, one way you trick them into like, you know, in escaping them is you bow deeply. And they bow in return and the dish falls off their head. And they like, I don't know, die or get knocked unconscious or some shit. I don't know. Seriously. Another thing that Kappa do that um, children were cautioned against while being in shallow ponds... So be careful while you're in a shallow pond or a kappa is going to take your shirokodama. Yes. Your shirokodama, nobody really knows what it was supposed to be. This does come from folklore. This right. was mentioned. It's in there. It's something that is apparently in your butt. Yeah. A jewel of some sort. Mm-hmm. In this show, they refer to it as where all your desires are. Yep. In your butt. And kappas get it by hitting up your butt. Yep. And taking it from Right your up butt. the butt. Not and you think we're you think we're being ridiculous. <laughs> we are we not, are not. We're not being glib or vile here. This is literally what happens in the show, um, and not nicely. No, it's a little bit of there's a violence to there, it. There is a violence to it, which yeah. is questionable. Um, so yeah, we have run four episodes deep on this, like most Ikahara shows. It is very monster of the week. Yeah. Um, set up character beat. Magical Girl Kappa Transformation. Oh my god, their <laughs> first episode is just a fucking whirlwind. Um, Roller coaster of emotion. Sing a song. <laughs> sing a song, go up the zombie's butt, take its jewel. Know how to turn into some disc, water cannon, shield thing. Some secret from the character's past is revealed. Yeah. As their connection is brought closer together because we care about connections. I assume that's probably why the Wi-Fi symbol thing pops on their head. It's very, very important. As well. Uh, and something about otters and cops and... Otter. Uh, love otter. Some sort of love otter. Yeah, I don't know. Boxes. I didn't even show you... You didn't even see the bit that happens when the... like the re- And as with most like of these type of shows, a lot of recycled footage week to week. You yeah. see the same shit every week. Um, I did not show you the setup before like the villains do their thing. Right. But it's a real, like, Utena, like, one cop pulls, like, a clockwork heart out of out of the other cop type thing. Oh. Cop 2, like, rips his shirt open and, like, cradle each other. And he, like, pulls the heart thing out. And it's, like... Amazing. Something. Desires. I don't sheath. know. Sheath. Something. <laughs> he's, he's the sheath. A lot of Utena vibes in here. Yeah. Down to the pointless gears and dials and stuff. and We know how I feel about Utena. <laughs> You'll get back to it one day. Um... So, yeah. I don't even know if I like this show. I think Caitlin summarized it well on the bonus app. I'll have this one for free, y'all, where she said it's simultaneously a nine and a four. Like, <laughs> like, like it's beautiful, but it it's fucking wild. Like, Jesus Christ. And fun fact, which is apparently true. I have no reason to doubt it. It doesn't seem out of character for him. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when your man's pitched this show to the studio he left out all the butt stuff which is how just you a, get butt stuff into it just a fun story about about kappa it's like a magical girl show both boys who turn into frog duck turtles yeah but don't call them that because they'll take stuff out of your butt also butts yeah 
And that's everything I got on the docket. All right. Well, um, I'm going to go through my stuff pretty quickly. All right. I know we just got a whole back half to do. Um, <laughs> back half. Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, so kind of connected to our conversation earlier about the take economy. Mm. I don't think people are allowed to do takes anymore about children's shows. Shira is a children's show. Shira is fine. Just leave it the fuck alone. What is Shira not doing that the people wanted to do? A, I briefly saw apparently Shira is. It, it doesn't know where it's going. Apparently, it does know where it's going. It's it's a kids show. It knows that it's going to defeat the bad guys. That's where it's going. And you need to calm down. It's a fucking kids show. Just be happy that they relaunched it, and so awesome. I don't know if the take writers have uh, talked to a child lately. Here's the thing about kids. Mm-hmm. They like garbage. Oh, yeah. They like crap. They do. They don't care. Paw Patrol? Have you seen Paw Patrol? Seen PJ Masks? It's terrible. It's garbage. Awful. You know what they don't care about? Narrative consistency. Nope. You know what they don't care about? Character motivation. Nope. You care about that, dummy. Yep. Show's you're a, dumb. Show's not for you. It is not. It is for a child. So, stop. Just so stop. If you want to watch a kid's show, you probably got prepared to be prepared to let that shit go. Yeah. You know what? Watch a kid's show. It's okay. I do it all the time. But you know what I don't do? I don't analyze it to death because it's not for me. It's for Jenny who likes ponies. It's actually pretty good for a kid's show too. So just Jenny like, wants to be an actual rainbow when she grows up. She hasn't thought this through. No, because she, she's tiny and likes ponies. <laughs> she can ride a small pony. Anyways, unlike other people we know who get sad when they can't ride ponies. <gasps> Poor me, Maureen. Um, second thing, Star Trek. It is over. Discovery is over. Yes, not forever. Just for over this for season. now. Um, which is very, very sad because uh, immediately I wanted more. Um, a big thing happened. Here, Spoilers. Yeah, they did a good job this year. Um, They did. They did a great job. Um, th- uh, there were... Okay, so literally from the first episode, so your senior correspondent and I have been arguing. Have have Do people remember what Star Trek was? Original TNG? You know what it is? Explosions. No. You know what it is? Lasers. No. You, you know what it is? Dog fights. Nope. Cock fights. Nope. <laughs> Klingon fights. Nope. Um, violence. Nope. Full frontal nudity. Nuh-uh. None of those things? No, it's none of those I don't things. know what Star Trek is, thank you. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it is a show where they have fuffy tribbles duplicating and invading a ship. It is where uh, the doctor has sex with a ghost person. Um, it's where Deanna Troy can't do anything useful with her magic powers. Like, <laughs> the show is a ridiculous show. It's always been ridiculous. It's where Riker really should have been written as being bisexual, but they wouldn't go that far. But he definitely was. No one in the history of Starfleet has ever been more concerned with his own cock than William Riker. Than William Riker. Primary. Prime directive, am I right? (laughs) Zing. (laughs) So the show is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous, ridiculous show. And people want this really, like... Very, they want narrative consistency. They want, like, that can't happen. What, space magic? Yes! <laughs> always! Always and forever. That's what the show is. Always space magic. <laughs> always space magic. Um, so I get really frustrated when people are like, well, this doesn't make sense, which Senior Correspondent and I have been arguing about. He's like, well, he, he hates time travel shit. So he was just like, he was so frustrated with the Avengers. He really liked the movie, but Endgame, time travel shit, he was just like, blah. Um, for TNG, 
you know, some time travel stuff. Actually, old time travel stuff. He was like, blah. Um, but moving forward, you know, I am hoping for the best. My big problem with this season, it was a great season, was the very end of this fucking season. They gave me nothing. They gave, went to the future and they gave me fucking nothing. Nothing, Jordan. Nothing. What did you want them to give you? Anything. Where they made it to. Some sort of like crumb of what was going to happen. But you know what I think happened? They weren't sure that they were going to get renewed. That's probably very likely. So they were like, we're not going to write anything. You just know that they got to the future. That's it. Furious. Literally ended with a to be continued dot 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 or the end dot 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 question mark. Not quite, but almost. Almost. Anyways, so there's that. Um, and one more rant. Mm. Um, <laughs> she's, she's, she's running hot today, friends. <sighs> stars, as in stars with a Z. What are you looking at? I'm trying to figure out what the... <laughs> trying to read your writing and think of what that could possibly be. This is my... Instead of a notebook, I have sticky notes, okay? But you still can't look at them. Such a weirdo. So stars does a bunch... does a bunch of shows about, like... The War of the Roses, Henry V. They're all based off of that woman who does all the, like, the other Boleyn girl. Philippa Gregory. Yes. So, I have a problem with historical fiction. History is often more interesting than the fucking shit you give us. (laughs) Don't make Catherine of Aragon the same age as Henry VIII when they meet, or close-ish, because they're not. He was ten. Okay? I don't want historical inaccuracy in my drama give me the real stuff because it is often more interesting game of thrones sure it's all made up you can do whatever you want wait what yes no dragons jordan they're not real but don't do it to my historical fiction i know fiction blah blah blah. but give me the the key points right inside the limitations you are given because it makes it more interesting stop being stupid and stop misinforming a whole generation of young women who want to see people in the 1500s get it on. Anyways, that's my rant. I'm done. But just that those heat rocks are just for the Stars Network in general, or yes, and Philippa Gregory oh. and anybody who's like, I'm going to write a historical novel, but I don't give any of the facts. I just make shit up, but use real people. Stupid flames, y'all. Stupid. I just, history is on its own really fascinating and interesting and weird and it has enough story in it. It doesn't need you to add drama and, you know, people making googly eyes at each other. Anyways, yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't watch any of them because they're all terrible. (laughs) The end. The end. Well, on that note. Yeah. Figure we'll take a break here. Yeah, I got to get refreshments. I've burned a lot of calories yelling <laughs> she's, about stuff. She's running so high. We got to get yeah. some cooling on her. <laughs> she can be a little more, be a little more relaxed when we go into the back half of the show, which we're going to get to because we brought each other stuff. We did. We'll get to that when we come back after this break.
What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the program. This is the part of the show where Caitlin and I will talk about the things we brought each other. But before we do that, we need to do something we did not do on the last episode of the show and mention the rules. Woo! We've got rules. Yeah, we do. Otherwise, it would be just like absolute chaos. <laughs> totally just falling freeform into the fires of anarchy. Um, But, you know, it, it shows a little bit like that. But we don't want it to be totally <laughs> like that. Pretty much 70% like that. 70%. We don't want to tip into the A range. No. No, that's bad. But uh hope you didn't come to our show for the first time on the Twilight Zone episode and think it was going to be a vague Free for conversation. <laughs> no. We got, like we said, we've got rules. <laughs> we do have rules. First rule. <laughs> what is it? The rule of three. Yeah. Usually I do that. You do. Thinking about Pillows Records, y'all. <laughs> um, that rule is the rule that if thing comes in parts or episodes or chapters, we will consume, read, watch three of those so the thing has a chance to become what it's trying to become. Yeah. Oftentimes, especially with TV shows, the first episode is sort of like a pilot, so it doesn't give you, you know, a perfect description. Yeah, let, them, let them get it level, you know? Yeah. Things sort itself out. Yeah. The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. Don't talk about the thing until you're in front of these microphones. We want you guys to have the freshest of takes. You deserve the freshest of takes. Even if the movie you're reviewing is three years old, um, we want you to like know our freshest of takes. <laughs> you know, takes. You know, the take community has been well established. Yeah. You know, you should still have the freshest. Yeah, absolutely. The freshest we can give you. Yeah. And you want you want our real-time reactions. Yeah, you do. I want any fake stuff. <laughs> Third rule, not so much a rule, but a policy. As mentioned frequently in the front half of the show, we're going to spoil some shit. Oh, yeah. Lots of spoilers. So many spoilers. Is there that much that can be spoiled here? No. no but... But we're going to do it anyways. If you're, if you're a stickler... If you're pedantic about your spoilers. If you have quibbles about spoilers. I got a phone in one hand, a drink in the other, and it's on the other bank, so I can't play it. But if but. you've got... if you've oh, is it this got, one? Hold on. I think it's this one. It is that one, but it's oh, not. There, oh. Now I did. If that's you... Then, uh... What do they need to do, Kate? They need to, in the nicest way possible, they need to fuck right off. Fuck right off. Fuck right, and do something nice. Go, you know, clean up your garden or enjoy the sunshine. Go for a walk. You, uh, Get out. Sweep your eaves trough. Listen to another podcast. There's so many things. What? Well, they're done with ours. We won't get another one until next week. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Go into Patreon. Become, become a patron. <laughs> Lots of options. Go, go mow your uncle's lawn. Get 20 bucks. Give us three of it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So we just we have to do everything for you. <laughs> we have a plan for you as well. Um, we like to alternate. I don't even know if we are are alternating, but we said we're going to start with the thing that I brought, Caitlin. Yes. And it is the third item on my regular anime viewing watching. Is it left field or is it not? I don't know. It's not left field. It's not left field. No, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, it is not. It's pretty on brand for me. Absolutely on brand. Because um, it's comp, y'all. I'm going to say it right now. I didn't want to give you this. You didn't? I did not okay. want to give you this at all. Because as you said about Murder, She Wrote Once, yes. if you have any problems with this show, yeah. fuck you. I don't want to hear them. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that is how strongly 
I feel. I think I think what I said about Murder, She Wrote is, I was not going to give it to you because you were going to have problems, and I didn't want to hear them. Okay. Six, six and six. <laughs> that is how strongly I feel about Hitoribochi no Marumaru Sekatsu, or the blank life of being alone, because all the names are puns. Yes. This is a Japanese anime series based on a four-panel manga written and illustrated by Katsuo. Four panels, we will recall, are literally that. Four panels. Yep. Think, of, think of a newspaper strip. Yep. Set up, set up, set up, bang. Mm-hmm. Punchline. It ran, it's still ongoing. It started in 2013. It runs in the Ask, ASCII Media Works comic Dengeki Daioji magazine. What is going That's on with your names? What's going on with your names, Japan? Well, the name of the show is really long, too. Four Tankamon episode volumes have been released, and the show started in, on April 5th, 2019. What is this show about? It is a slice-of-life show Yep. Um, about a middle schooler named Hattori Bochi, or Bochi Hattori. I honestly don't know what her first or her last name is. Uh, just, I guess her friends call her Bochi, so that's Bochi, her first yeah. name. Um, who suffers from crippling social anxiety, making it hard for her to talk to others. Upon entering middle school, her only friend, Kai Yawara, who is attending a different school, tells Bochi she's breaking off their friendship until she can make friends with her entire class because yep. they're going to a different school and she wants Bochi to be okay. Yeah. She knows she won't be okay if she's always relying on her. So she wants her to step out of her comfort zone and make new friends. Mm-hmm. Thus, Bochi is left with the task of befriending everyone in her class before graduation. Her name is derived from Hitori Bochi, which means all alone. Her, some of her friends and other characters, or two main friends that we will see in this, is uh, Nako Sunao, which is a play on Sunao Nako, which means Honest Child, and Aru Honsho, which is a play on Honsho Aru, which means having a hidden nature. Okay. This show just came to me. Apparently, like, I'm told this is, like, other shows have worked this lane. Okay. I haven't seen those shows. So fuck those shows. Yeah, fuck those shows. I've seen this show. I just saw, like, I just wanted to take a sample of what was out there. Sure. And I think I went to the Anime Feminist preview, breakdown, whatever, read the premise of this show. So, well, that sounds interesting and started it and was just immediate. I think because it's you ba- were smitten, smitten. I think because it's based on a four panel, I was not expecting it to have as many pop, 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 pop. Right. With the jokes. Yep. And I think before we get into this, I do want to mention that um, this is another thing with the take economy, because as much as I hate parts of the take economy. I mentioned this at breakfast. There's a certain, like, what do we owe it to the culture, our appreciation of things, our critical engagement with things we like versus things we don't like? I think it's a lot easy to, a lot easier to interrogate things that we're not that crazy about okay. than the things that we, like, immediately love. Because right. I have, I, you know, I wanted to see, like, obviously this is not going to be the hit of the season. No. This is going to be a sleeper. And I wanted to see what some of the consensus was. And a lot of the consensus compares it to another show called uh, Watamote, I think it was called. Um, but that's it in high school. It's a little different, blah, blah, blah. Um, basically, what it comes down to is a lot of the criticism that I've seen from this show are people who are saying that her condition yeah. is played for laughs. And it's poking fun at it. I immediately go, shut the fuck up. Right. What are you talking about? Yeah. But... I don't have, I've never been clinically diagnosed with these issues. I have similar things right. that I think a lot of us do when we see her as a character, just cripplingly afraid to, to like talk to people. Yeah. Um, but if you have been like clinically diagnosed and it like really impedes your life, 
maybe you do see this as being somewhat mocking of your own issues. I don't know. I think about that going forward. Right. And ultimately, I can't tell somebody who's offended at something not to be offended by it. There's mm-hmm. no logicking them out of that. But yeah, just something to consider. But from the moment she decided that the best way out of this situation was to cancel her entire class somehow... <laughs> By putting up a notice that said class had been canceled. No, we- no, 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 no. Class had been abolished. Abolished. Find another school. <laughs> Leaving her as the only member of the class, yeah. friends with herself, promise fulfilled. Done. <laughs> Solved. Wrong drop. Who cares? Um, to her walking into the class and seeing a person, overhearing a person say they're shy and saying, that person's shy like me. No, I shouldn't bother them. To the next person who's very outgoing. So that person's very outgoing. No, I shouldn't bother them either. Yeah. To when she finally does make friends with Nako, and I like really like their friendship. I like, I like what happens in later episodes. So, like Kate, I have read all the available manga for this as well. Okay. Online, I don't think it's officially licensed yet. I think yeah. I think I was reading fan scans. So smitten was the correct word. Um, and how is it not just about her making friends? It's about the other characters. Who probably would not be friends under any other circumstance, aside from their, like, you know, affection right. for Bochi. Yeah. Um, who is not without fault. She's not like a... No. She's, she's, she's vain and somewhat arrogant. There are moments, I don't even remember at this point, if it was in the comic or the show, where, like, there was going to be a contest or something, and everybody had to enter, and she's immediately, like, going, like, oh, my God, I'll have to stand up in, every, in front of everybody when I win. And Nako's like, <laughs> we could jump in ahead a little bit. Um I think the reason I went to the manga was because, like, the opening credits suggest something like an antagonist. I'm like, what, what kind of antagonist could there ever be on this show? Yeah. And she hasn't come up yet on the, an- the anime, so I went to the manga to try and suss that out and then spent an entire day reading, like, 60 chapters of of this comic. Oh, yeah. Anyway, bearing that in mind, mm-hmm. I know you don't really fucks with Slice of Life that well. No. You think nothing ever happens and yeah. it's bothersome to you th- sometimes, and to me it is a warm blanket that I'm happy to cuddle up in. Mm-hmm. But what'd you think of this, Kate? Um, it was charming. It made me laugh. So, you know, there's that. The huge. The huge. <laughs> um, which is good because sometimes anime, the humor in anime, sorry, anime <laughs> is not, um, I don't find it funny. Like, it's either weird or gross or it's a lot of people yelling uh, or, or freaking out. Butt stuff. Um, there is no yelling in this. No one is <laughs> freaking out all the time. Um, I like the characters. I like the, uh, jokes and the weirdness, like the chickens talking to each other <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. Um, I love that for some reason, uh, the teacher is terrified of Nochi and small children are also terrified of her. Um, which, Nako. Nako, sorry. Nako, which they never explain. Uh, well, th- no, well, sorry. They haven't explained yet. I think she looks like they call her the kids call her delinquent, right? Yes. I think she just looks like that. I think there's just telltale. I think if you're like have grown up in Japan reading manga and watching anime, there's right. like parts of her, the baggy sweater I was and say, the, the short, baggy sweater and the short skirt? <laughs> the, ba- the baggy sweater and the short hair. I think oh. are like ooh delinquent type okay. of thing. All right, well, <laughs> bag sure. o- bag over the shoulder like that is like indicative of okay. Um, but but the teacher being terrified of her is it's, it's funny. <laughs> Um, and that the teacher, you know, trying to get everyone to call her sensei, <laughs> which is funny. Nako's the only one who does. Yeah. Um, and she's terrified of, of her forehead. Um, I am trying to figure out 
if her old best friend is actually just awful. Another reason why I wanted to read the manga. Because <laughs> I like, at first I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to do to someone. And I was like, but no, she gave her that weird fucking little man fairy <laughs> charm, which I need now. <laughs> the do your best fairy. I need a giant green onion stuffy and I need a <laughs> tiny do your best fairy. You know, I'm sure there's not much Hitori Bochi merchandise <laughs> Over in Japan, but if I make it over there and I find this, that's that that's is what you're that is what I want. Um, and like the intro sequence, I love. Um, I like that she her anxiety is to a whole other level, like the vomiting. Mm. Like I've been there. I vomited because of anxiety. It was terrible. I vomited several times because of anxiety. It's awful. Um, but no one like at first. Um, Nako. Uh, calls her spew, right? Or barf. Barf. Um, but then, but she's not like, the class doesn't make fun of her for it, right? Like, it was just a thing that happened. Um, everyone's pretty supportive. Um, I love What's-Her-Face being an unfortunate girl. See, I didn't know if that, I don't know if that translation, in the manga they translated it as loser. Right. Um, so I didn't know if, like, the bit with her was really going to translate to you. Right. As unfortunate, like right. calling her unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and what that means is, you know, she like, it's unlucky. Like she goes to, yeah. she goes to school with a hanger in her. Which is amazing. In her, in her sweater. Hey, as someone who went to school with um, underwear in the pant leg of their, I'm sorry, what? Of their jeans. I'm sorry, what? Um, I had done laundry and I guess it just had, I was late for school and I like put my pants on and then halfway through a class, I'm like, what is this large lump? <laughs> and I went to the bathroom and it was underwear. I was like, well, I've got extra underwear now. That's good, I guess. It was clean. Everything was clean, but I just like, just the way the laundry had been done. Uh, definitely the most recent episode that just dropped was her <laughs> on one day going to school with like a grade schooler's backpack right. instead of her like middle school like book bag yep. and trying to like find an excuse for that so Nako wouldn't make fun of her. Yep. And then following up the next day where she was in a full like grade schooler's uniform with a little hat and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just how she rolls. Oh dear. Um, so all of that was fun. Um, I thought it was delightful. There were parts that I literally like guffawed out loud. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was delightful. It was delightful and nice, and you hope she does get to be friends with everyone in the class. Oh, but that whole thing about um, her old best friend, it's initially weird that she does that, and then she gets a little charm, and then Nako says something to sort of that effect, mm. and even they repeat a conversation where it was like, if you become a landlord of a building, you're going to let me live there for free, right? And Nako's like, that's a weird conversation. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if she's going to realize that her friend wasn't really a good friend and just didn't want to be friends with her anymore. And it was a whole like ruse or whatever, but I think that would as, be as per the manga. No. Oh, okay. You definitely, somebody's birthday, maybe even Bochi's birthday, they go to karaoke and Kai is with her, some friends from her school Yeah. in another room. Cause it's room, you know, Japanese. So it's room karaoke. And she, like, ducks out and doesn't want Bochi to see her. But, like, Aru and Nako, I think, both see her. And I don't know if they talk to her or definitely definitely Aru, like, swaps numbers with her or something. Right. And Kai checks in on Bochi all the time through the others. Right. And, like, on her birthday, Kai, like, I don't know if she, like, oh, no, Kai, there's one thing where Kai, like, writes a poem 
for like the local newspaper mm-hmm. like about Bochi and right. like just how much he loves her and stuff. And of course, Bochi hasn't. It's got imagery, right? So Bochi has like no idea. <laughs> Probably oh, also an Bochy. argument to make that Bochi's possibly spectrum adjacent, but possibly she is very gullible and uh, most times has no idea what's going on. And subtext is not her strong suit no, at it all. Is not like like when. Um, uh, Nako is like describing the girl who's following her around and stuff, and she's like, "Who is this girl? Can I be friends? Can with I her be too? friends with her too? <laughs> like amazing, kind of silly, ridiculous stuff like that. Or like when they text all day. Yeah, <laughs> and then Bochi's like, "Will you be my friend?" And she's like, "What do you think we've been we doing? doing?" She's like, "But you didn't say yes." So So the show's adorbs and... Apparently, I didn't... So my phone, I was on the bus trying to watch the third episode and it would not load for whatever reason. Stupid Crunchyroll. Um, Uh, And there's something... Told you their app was garbage. There's something uh, about a bear suit and I did not get to see it. Oh, you didn't get through that whole episode? No. That was a fun one. That was one... (laughs) I think that was one... It was twofold. It was one they... She invites um, Nako and Aro to her house. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, you're always kind of like, like you said about the, like her old best friend, like you're kind of like, type of thing. Like you, you are worried about her and you want her to be okay. Cause Nako's the, they both get invited to her house and Nako's the only one who shows up. Right. And first of all, when Bochi gets there, she like barely pays attention to anything. Like Nako's wearing like glasses and like, <laughs> and like it's by herself. Aru's not with her. Um, and Bochi like is like this is my room. Look at all this, and, and she's wearing this like bear costume, <laughs> which are her comfy clothes. Those are her like those, oh those are God. those are at home clothes. That's amazing. Nako's like maybe we'll go shopping next time. <laughs> um, and it takes Bochi a minute to realize that a Nako's wearing glasses, which are just for fashion. They're fake glasses. They're right. And and Aru's not there, and it's like well Aru had Aru had called into tennis practice, and then it cuts to Aru like pissed off, being like why did it have to be today? Like Aww. so like, and then. I think Bochi gets, I think she gets so worked up that she gets sick. Yeah. And then it's like, and this was really what hooked me was then the rest of the episode was about Aro and Nako, who don't really get along, fuck with each other. Yeah. Like, did you get to the bit where they're arguing and Bochi's like, you guys get along well. And they're like, we do not get along well. Um, but it's the two of them, even just like making plans to like, you know, who's going to get her homework folder or whatever yeah. to take it back to her house type of thing. And it's like, they don't have a relationship except for her, but as you get the start of their sort of yeah. friendship as well. And you learn more about, you know, what Aru wants with the whole, like, school class vice president thing that she's yeah. been she's been going for. And definitely the subtext through all that is Bochi thinks immediately because she's not there. They've both forgotten about her. Oh. <laughs> it's like texting her. <laughs> it's like, this is Bochi. I like pudding. <laughs> <laughs> They're, I love they're, her so much. they're both just looking at their phones like what is what why what's wrong with her um uh, see it just it's a fun fun ridiculous show it's not changing the world and I, it's not sarah's on my it's not going to change the world it's not going to be the breakout hit of this season no. and apparently if you watch a shit ton of anime you are like the gimmick of social anxiety actually you know presented is going to be somewhat rote for you, but I have not seen those shows. And and she's just a, such a small little child. She's adorable. And protect the potato. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, isn't there enough garbage in the world, y'all? Yeah. This is nice. Don't you just want something nice? It is the one show that, like, I feel like everything else I'm watching kind of drops around the same time. Yeah. But this drops on, like, Saturdays. It's like by the end of the week, I'm like... 
go. Let's fucking go. That's why I read the manga because I was like, yeah. let's go. It turns out the antagonist type, the yeah. short hair girl who's like, you know, back to back pose in the opening credits. Yes. Um, she just, uh, for reasons, <laughs> you know, in reality shows are always like, I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. That's her vibe. Oh, okay. She's like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not here to make friends. So it's like the one person who like, nothing against Bochi, she just doesn't make friends. Yeah. So that, that, that's what doubles for an antagonist on this show. Ah. How will Bochi win over the girl who doesn't <laughs> want to make, make friends? friends. Probably the, buy her cakes and wear her gym clothes. And the blonde girl uh, thinks she's a ninja. Amazing. That's why she went. Oh, is that why she poofs in yes. the intro? Because Bochi is trying to make her way to school without having conversations with people. <laughs> it's a adorable moment where she like opens the, she like opens the door and sees like two neighbors talking and she like, oh, shuts the door and she's like, okay, okay, are people there? Are people there? I just say it. I just gonna, you say good morning firmly and energetically. Yep. And she like kicks the door open. One, they're gone by this point. She kicks the door open and goes, Ohio! <laughs> And she doesn't want to have any conversations, so she's like zipping behind stuff, yeah, and like being like real cautious and staying out of sight. And then she turns around, and the blonde girl is there, and she's like, "I finally found you," because she like loves ninjas, which has never been revealed why she loves ninjas so yeah, much. Maybe she just loves ninjas, or why she wants to meet one. But yeah, she's like, she's like, you move really fast, and you stay out of sight, and you're almost invisible. You're definitely a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> she like wants Bochi to train her. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, the show's ridiculous. Good times. But if you want if you want something cute but not necessarily saccharine. Yeah. Um it apparently is a Moe show, so I guess I'm Moe trash now, but Yeah, Moe trash. Um and it is eight. I'll take eight I'll out take of ten it. kick punches. I will Which bank am I in? Bang, kick punches. Yeah. I, I will take it. Yeah. It's it's just good and fun and just silly and you can watch it and eat noodles. Do we eat all the noodles? All the noodles. Well, that is on your crunchy roll if you can get the fucking app to work long enough to watch it. Yeah, and if you're on the bus, it won't work. <laughs> Just so you know. All right, so. Keeping it topical. Uh, sort of. <laughs> um... So I just straight up asked Jordan what Marvel movies he hasn't seen yet. And I was actually surprised. I thought for some reason you had seen Captain America Civil War. I think I mentioned wanting to see it, but it was uh, the first casualty in the Disney Plus Wars. So, or right. one of the first casualties. So when I went to watch it, it was gone. Yeah. Um. So it, the movie came out in 2016, which it seems like it was much longer. And yet also that seems like it's way too far away because <laughs> that was three years ago. Oh my God. Came out in 2016. Um, a lot of it comes from the comics called Civil War. They've done two Civil Wars now, or has it been three? In the comics, yeah, two, two. So there was one relatively recently that had to do with uh, Tony Stark and Carol Danvers. Uh, yes, it was like a Minority Report type thing. There was an Inhuman that apparently could predict future crimes, and Carol wanted to use them to stop crimes before they happened, and Tony was like, nah. Yeah. Um, so, this is sort of the other way around. Um, in Captain America Civil War, a disagreement over international oversight of the Avengers fractures them into opposing factions, one led by Steve Rogers, the other by Tony Stark. It, what is weird about this movie is it does not feel like a Captain America movie. It feels like an Avengers movie. It's Avengers 2.5. Yeah, it's Avengers Civil War. But they were really like, because... We are contractually obligated by our <laughs> balance sheet to have a Captain America movie, movie out this quarter. Yeah. So that sort of gives you um, sort of how the setup is. Um, Steve Rogers and Tony Stark are fighting about 
having yeah, gover- like the- a couple things going on. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't seen it in a while. So please fill in. But basically, a lot of it has to do with the government saying you can't just have, you can't be an independent group without any oversight. On the heels of an incident. Yes. Um. Yeah, they were going after crossbones. Somebody. Dude with skull. Yeah. Again, even if I've seen every movie before the movie I'm watching, I still feel like there's like. And we'll get to the whys of that later on, but I always feel like I'm missing 800 things before I go into one of these. <laughs> anyway, they're in Lagos. They're tracking somebody and the the fresh, we will recall at the end of Avengers 2, there was like the nod to like, after Ultron, there was like this nod, nod to, to like... Wakanda? Not even Wakanda, but just like, it's new Avengers time. Ah, uh, yes. Tony and the Hulk and... Tony, Tony and the Hulk get in a car like, science bitches, bye. Yeah. They leave, and it's like, it's like Avengers the new class. It's like Steve and Natasha with, like, the Falcon and the Vision and the Scarlet Witch. So mm-hmm. they are somewhat untrained. Yes. And to prevent Cap from getting blowed up, uh, Scarlet Witch kind of zhuzhes this guy. Zhuzhes, I like that. Zhuzhes this guy up into the air. Yeah. She's not really paying attention to where she puts him, and when he blows up, he takes out, like, a four of a building, and a bunch yeah. of civilians are killed. And this is the final straw on light of, you know, the whole dropping country, dropping European countries yeah. on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. That did not go well. That, uh, you know, maybe the all shouldn't operate without any oversight yes. anymore. But what Steve is worried about is too much government oversight and control and they have a big split. What if they need to go somewhere? What if we need to go somewhere they don't want to send us? Yeah. What if... They want to send us somewhere. We don't need to be. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't want them to be a force. Slippery slope, y'all. Slippery slope. Yeah. Very slippery slope. So there's a big fracture about this. That's fracture one. Yeah. What's fracture two? Is it Bucky Barnes? Fracture two is Bucky. So what does Cap want to do? Wants to save him and... Uh, Bucky is allegedly... As as these accords are going to be signed, they're still kind of getting along a little bit. Yeah. Um, God, there's so many splits in this movie. Because like all Marvel movies, it's nine hours long. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for the extended, oh my God. Uh, the extended Endgame. I'm like actually so excited oh, about it. Did, did you see they have announced the brick what? of all 22 movies what? in a box? No. Yeah, it's called Infinity. The, the tweet I saw was like, yo, who want to come, who want to come over, cuddle and watch movies for three weeks? <laughs> um, that would be me. As long as I have a bucket of popcorn. <laughs> I want to go back to America and get that bucket of popcorn. Uh, yeah, split one, the signing of the Accords at all. Split yeah. two, at the signing of the Accords, they're still kind of getting along. Mm-hmm. Steve's kind of giving it the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Um, but at the signings of the Accords, oh, Wakandans were killed in this blast. That's yes. what it was. This is why Wakanda is, is involved. T'Chaka's there. He's one of the one of the main proponents for these yep. Accords in the UN. Um, the signing is attacked, apparently, by the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So no, everybody's after the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. T'Challa is pissed. Oh yeah, pissed. Well, his father dies. In case you have forgotten, this was the first appearance of the Black Panther in any yeah. MCU movie. He was beautiful. Um, <laughs> he he wants to you know everybody wants Bucky brought in. Steve just can't. No, that's that's my boy. Yeah, that's my boy Buck. He ain't evil. He's brainwashed. I know him. He ain't evil. He's brainwashed. And he keeps getting brainwashed and keeps listen. Tony was right. Like. <laughs> Hashtag Tony was right. Like, there's no, there's no argument for Steve in this movie. Nah. Um, 
It's barely an argument for Steve. Um, well, it's just like if you say that brainwashing is like not an out, then um, I'm sorry, uh, Hawkeye needs to be jailed immediately. He killed a bunch of people. <laughs> so many people. <laughs> What do you think Cardellini's going to say when you when, she, when you go back home after <laughs> after the de-snapping, my dude? She's going to be like, so what'd you get up to? He's like, well, oh, well. you know the arrows? <laughs> Less about that, more into murder. <laughs> Lots of murder. Spent a lot of time killing Yakuza. Um, that split two, split three comes right at the end where, oh, it's revealed that Bucky was framed, blah, blah, blah. Baron Zemo yep. has been, I guess he's not a Baron, they just call him Hellman Zemo. He is a baron. Um, he's a baron to us. He's, he's always my baron. <laughs> Hashtag always purple balaclava. <laughs> always. Um, and his his trump card that he's been keeping keeping close to the vest because he doesn't want he doesn't want to overthrow the world or anything. Yeah, wants yeah. to take the Avengers out. Wants to crumble it from within. That's how you do it. That is how you do it. His trump card is to lead them all to this. I don't know, Winter Soldier Factory in Siberia. <laughs> and when they get there, play some videotape. It's just Steve and Bucky are going there on their own. Tony realizes that Bucky didn't blow up the UN, so he heads there too. This has been after like, you know, 15 battle royals and the yeah. running through Atlanta airports and stuff like that. Yeah. The huge. Um, the airport... The airport fight was pretty cool. Uh, we can talk about it okay. in more detail right. in a bit. We're just, just, just t- ticking off all the, sto- the story beats here. Your, your last major split, which apparently, you know, then lasted through to basically Endgame. Yeah. Was when it is revealed that Bucky killed Tony's parents. Yep. For, I don't know, super soldier serum? Is that what he, that was in? I don't know. Probably I don't know. He gets sent off to pull some, like, blue sacks of goop from a car. And then you find out at the end that the car was the Stark's car. Yeah. And Tony's like, you know, did you know? Cap says yes. I don't know when Cap knew. When did Cap know? I don't know. All right. Maybe when he got information from, go, about Bucky. I'm going to go watch Winter Soldier again or yeah. Wikipedia that. I don't know. Anyway, Bucky in one of his uh, fugue states killed the Starkses. Yeah. Um, Steve's like, you know, he wasn't himself, blah, blah, blah. And Tony's like, I don't fucking care. He killed my mom. Sorry. And then big old brawl. Big old brawl. Everybody everybody gets their moment to yep. kick another person's ass. It's Cap- a Captain America movie, so even though he's wrong, he got to win. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't think he was wrong, but that's fine. Steve was wrong. Tony was right. Um, Jesus Christ. They should have just know what they should have done. Instead of instead of him, this guy, the Baron, setting all this up, he should have had them just argue about apples or scarves <laughs> or something. Yo, yo, you hear Tony said Honeycrisp was the best apple. <laughs> um, And that's where we basically leave it. Even though Tony seemed kind of chill about it by the end of the movie. Like, um, yeah, maybe. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, he still reads the letter and it was like, yeah. oh, there's a phone. He didn't like snap the phone in half or anything. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're at the compound. I don't think you should be alone. It's like what the fuck? I don't care what you think <laughs> right now. You fucking Boy Scout. Um. Anyway, that's the plot. That's the plot. It was a fun movie, as Caitlin always says about Marvel movies. It's great. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get a drop of that before <laughs> for next episode. It's a Marvel movie. What do you want from me? Was it fun? It's one of the better Marvel movies. Like, this is basically the Russo's audition for the Avengers movies. Like, right. um, If anything, I think it did the whole Civil War plot line kind of better than... Than the comics? Than the comic did. 
I'll take any opportunity to slag on Mark Miller. <laughs> Damn, son. Um, yeah, I just kind of liked how it played out a little more, and I liked Tony's reasoning for it in the movie. Right. His reason for going for it in the movie a little more than I liked it in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see some things there that... I've heard, you know, obviously there's been a lot of discourse about Endgame this last week, and I've heard some things that even now I can see in this movie, because I haven't seen some of these characters interact with each other in Avengers right. movies, because I'm so woefully behind. Yeah. Um, number one, oh, that Tom Holland, he's just a treasure, isn't he? Isn't he? He's just delightful. He's, he's cute. Delightful. He's so cute. You just want to pinch his cheeks. He's a delightful little, little yeah. fucker. Just like, Ooh, he's so cute. Yeah. Um, I wish they had done more at the time to keep that under wraps. Right. Like... That's what the world would have blown up if they had just managed to do that. That's what senior correspondent Chris said. He's like, if they had not put that in the trailer, yeah. I would have lost my fucking goddamn yeah. mind. Now, the, but there's, there was no tease up to that point why Tony knew about him, right? Like, No, no. Yeah. Was, He's just like, I know somebody. And it's at Queens. And I was yeah. like, um, yeah, the title cards were a weird choice. Yeah. I, I didn't think they fit the aesthetic of the that's movie. But, um, that is to say, though, also, I mean, thank God. They had Spider-Man in this. Yeah. And frankly, Ant-Man as well. Yes. They, they were the, very much the comic relief. Um, and well, because it's a real it's a real sad sack group of heroes fighting yeah. each other. I don't no. want to see, I don't see War Machine fight the Falcon. Like, that's just... But... <laughs> that's B-tier. But Falcon and, and uh, Winter Soldier doing that buddy cop thing. Amazing. Fighting to be Cap's best friend. Oh, yes. Amazing. Sh- shading each other to be to be Steve's BFF. Yeah. Just so can, good. Can you move the seat up? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank God they worked out that Spider-Man deal yeah. before this happened. And also, I've heard, this is not my take, I've heard other people say this, but I think it's going to be true. Rudd's going to be your Downey going forward. Oh yeah, probably. Like, he's going to be the, the charming, fast-talking, like, also audience avatar. Like, yeah. Like, the one who will have no problem explicitly stating the wackiness of what is happening around them. And and you see that a lot in Endgame. Mm. Yeah. And you see it here, too. And I like that he he got to do stuff. Mm. Like, he got to he got to kick some people's ass. Yeah. Got to be big. Guys, you ever see that old movie, Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> <laughs> um, where did you find him? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm surprised that they had Tomei out that early yeah. as well. They had her pegged out that early as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, thank, thank God for for Rudd and Holland. Um, what else do I have in my notes? Was Sharon in anything before this? Was she in Winter Soldier? Um, I don't. So there's a moment where Peggy dies, canonically, off screen, but in her sleeve, and then Sharon shows up, and Sharon keeps doing stuff for Steve. Sharon but... may have been in the last one in. In Winter Soldier, maybe? I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry, my notes are just Tony was right repeatedly. And <laughs> God damn it. Thank God they pulled out the Spider-Man deal. Paul Rudd is next downy. Uh, T'Challa speaking for the audience. Yeah. I'm Clint. I don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares, Hawkeye. No. Nobody cares, Renner. Sorry. I tell you, we got a, we got a Trauma Hawk uh, Funko Pop. Did we? Yeah. 
That's amazing. Is it the trauma hawk Funko Pop? And, and the, this, this the, go ho- around? the hawk wasn't so bad actually in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it for some reason in the trailer, like it really stood out, but in the movie, it was he just looked like he had normal hair, really. The trauma hawks are very, very important to the, to the yeah. whole character arc. Now there were some things like in Endgame where I was like, "That's stupid." Um, I assume the Scarlet Witch is in Endgame in some form. Yes. Does she ever get any better? Yeah. She does. She has a cool line. Skeptical. She, she's actually pretty cool. They just never. They never figured out a way to make this any. I thought it was cool. Any, I'm judging right now, but they never. The judging is cool. It's cool for small children. They like to judge. Something is happening. She t- and they never even like explain what her powers are. Like, is she telekinetic? Is she? She's she. She makes the vision weigh 900 pounds and drives him into the center of the earth. Like she's telekinetic and she has telekinesis. Requires a judging. Judging. Um, I don't think the telekinesis requires judging. I think it's just the. <laughs> um, What's the judge requirement for for these powers? I need a judge rating. Um, like also though, why does Quicksilver have powers from the same stone? Like it, like from his fast powers? Like it's just stupid. Anyways, um, so yeah, I, I'm like I, you know how I feel about Marvel movies. They're fun. But what did you think on a, if, if you had to scale it in a scaling system? In regards to what? Kick punches. To mm. be like... So the other thing to say about Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and I heard somebody else say this, and I, and I agree. I heard somebody on a podcast say this once, and I agree. I think another reason why I they just kind of irk me a little bit mm-hmm. is just so much money goes into making them. Yeah. And they are essentially meringue. I'm going to say they're apple pie. In in a week, yeah. this movie will be gone from my brain. I will not remember a single fucking thing that happens from this movie. It's fun in the moment. Yeah. It's fun shoveling cake batter in my face. Mm-hmm. Cake batter's cool. Doritos are cool. Love shoveling Doritos in my face. Yeah. Doritos will not rank my top meals of the year. No. Um, and when we get in danger of, you know, trying to dress up Doritos, like... Like pizza you know, Doritos? haute cuisine. Oh, that's when, I see. That's when that's when I get a little meh. Do we do we do that with Marvel films? Some of y'all want to. Some of y'all want to. Oh no, um, no. I there's a reason why. There's I, already they're already talking. You know, like tip of the hat Oscar for Downey. Really? For Endgame. Just for like being. Thanks there? for carrying that on your back for you know twelve years or whatever it was. Wow. That that campaign, I just heard door shut. Shut the door on that on that idea. Um, but that's and I think that's ultimately why I am so resistant to watching them is because I know they're so long. It's like I don't want to sit down for three hours and watch Infinity War and just poof, have it be gone, like right from my brain. I got no problem spending three hours watching a middle schooler try to make friends, but but uh, God, a fun movie, just the popcorn uh, of just, movies, just stays with me all. It gets me right here. Um. I mean, look, of these, I'm on a hot streak with these lately. Yeah. Because I like, you know, what are the last three I saw? This, Ragnarok, and Black Panther. Like, yeah. they've been, they've been on a, they've been batting well lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had, I, I, like, listen, just own personal preference. I don't know that I'm in any hurry to see Captain Marvel. And I don't know that I will have as see my forgiving a take for Captain Marvel as you did. I was that's, say, my, my my problem with giving you Captain Marvel is I know you're not going to like it. <laughs> it's not even that I'm not going to like it. It's going to be all the shit I'm saying just to a greater degree. 
it was like it was it just it was there like it existed yeah, like it was, it was cool fun. cool to see her yeah but um i mean on the as far as this one goes i mean this is this is an eight i guess I always, you know, listen, the Russo's always get in the door for me for co-producing community. Um, and they are clearly, I think, to many people's surprise. Like, the way these shits always go is they, like, you make some indie film and then you get thrown on one of these blockbusters and then it either destroys you, i.e. Josh Trank, or right. you thrive like the Russo brothers. Or like Taika Waititi. Or Taika Waititi. Like, they... Or Coogler, like yeah. Creed was essentially a small esque movie. The guy made Fruitvale Station, Creed, and Black Panther. Like, yeah, that is a as far as size O production. Like that's slow <laughs> climb, bam. bam. Like, yeah, suddenly you know CGI fucking rhinos running out in the in the middle of a field or savanna. Want to be accurate? Well, I actually <laughs> think field is pretty accurate. All right. Um, and the Russos have proven that they are very adept at yeah. juggling all of this. There's a lot going on in this movie. I assume there's more going on when you add twice the characters mm-hmm. in the subsequent Avengers movies. Um, but there was, I mean, there's enough here that I'm, I'm more interested in finally slogging through Infinity War after right. seeing this than yeah. I was beforehand. Oh, well, that's good. So, <laughs> I don't know if it's good. It just is. <laughs> We have all that time now that you've finished Street Food, so. That is true. I finished Street Foods and I'm week to week on all my anime, so. So, there you go. May as, I got no K-dramas right now, so I may as well. We have all that time opening up. Oh, you God. fill it with Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even want to, I want to give you Captain Marvel to, like, watch as a precursor to watching Infinity War, but I don't actually want to hear anything you have to say about it, like, in a nice way. This, but... is, the, this is the corner we've turned on this show now, where just we're hitting things, where we're like, well, I would give it to you, but I don't give a fuck about what you have, I like it, and I don't care what you have to say. So. Yeah, which I think is like, healthy, it's really healthy. <laughs> it's like, like, I respect you as a person, I just don't respect your opinion. I do not care anything you have to say about this item. <laughs> um... But I'm glad, look, I'm just glad you Sorry. enjoyed it. One one last end game point, yeah. and I'm, I'm doing it on your behalf, Kira, because I don't care. Thor dipping to go party with the Guardians at the end of the movie. Yeah. Totally contradicting his entire character arc over three movies, or? No, I think it's it was really good. He found out a bunch of stuff. He found out that, like, he's lost so much, right? And he knows he's not the right person to lead, at least not right now. He doesn't have the mental fortitude, the emotional fortitude. He needs some time to just sort of, like, figure out who he is and what he's doing. Maybe he's going to meet um, Beta Ray Bill and figure out what it means to, like, be worthy and lead people. Feige, give me Beta Ray Bill. Put that on the board. I just I want that on the board. And Frog Thor. I want that on the board. Put it on the board. I want that. It's on the board. Pinned it to the board. Caitlin said Beta Ray Bill. Well, Beta Ray Bill and Frog Thor. Yeah. In the next Naz Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, no, Kira, Kira had feelings, especially after Ragnarok, where it was all just like, yeah, maybe the Rainbow Bridge was the friends we made along the way. And he was like, <laughs> peace out, friends. Which I just... Going to go shotgun space beers with Peter Quill. <laughs> I just... I understand... He doesn't feel like he's the right person to lead, and he wants to spend time with people that he gathered around him as, like, friends. Which and has been a comic thing. The whole reason you had Lady Thor last year was because 
that's Odinson was no longer fit. Yeah. So I think he knows that he's worthy now, which was a big part of it. You know, losing Mjolnir was huge. That's That was the problem. He had no sense of worth, and that's when he, you know, yes, he got them out, but then he lost them again, and he spiraled down. And then you get to see him sort of slowly come out of that. But you can't just snap fingers and be like, I'm all better. I'm not depressed or think I might need some time or anything like that. I'm just going to lead my people. When you know, like, uh, someone who's more worthy, at least for now, that being Valkyrie. Also, she's super cool. And they should have more Valkyrie and things. So, yeah. May this be the last time we talk about Marvel. For a while? <laughs> for a couple weeks. <laughs> never going to end. This is never gonna end. Man, the monkey's paw. Man, back when like Spider Man Two dropped, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's so many good comic stories out there. They need to make can, movies." Can of. we? Can't they do all of them? <laughs> Why not just do all of them all the time, and then just have one studio slowly eat up all the intellectual property of everything on Earth? Yeah, but that's fine. It's, the Human Torch can be in the Avengers now. Boo. <sighs> But he can't because he's he's Captain America. And Killmonger. <laughs> God, widen the casting net, y'all. Seriously. They're like two human torches and they both played other characters in the Marvel, Marvel Universe. Universe. Jeez. God. Anyways, yeah. So what was Kira's feelings? She did not like that? She did not like that Thor went, went to go on an adventure? Uh, she thought it was him... Abandoning his people, which flew in the face of his character development over the course of three movies, Ragnarok specifically. Okay. I think, I think, I'm summarizing, she had a lot to say. She had a lot to say. Um, but anyway, hit Kira up on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> for any, for any of her hot takes on fan fiction and the show Supernatural and, and Marvel, <laughs> Marvel movies. God, that show's been going on forever. Forever. Ever. Get at us on Twitter, Twitter for whatever you have concerns about. Yeah. If you think we should interrogate the things we like, if you think we should just say it was great and keep it moving, yeah, whatever. I'm interested in all yeah. all those takes. Maybe uh, a balance. Come to Facebook if you are you dare. It's not haunted, I swear. <laughs> Look, I've seen haunted places, okay? Facebook is not haunted. It is just dusty. So dusty. So dusty. I can't say nothing will ever happen there again, but it might happen. Hey, keep an eye on it. Give us a follow or email us geekdownpod at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with something. Yeah. I don't know what. Patrons, check your feed so you can get Caitlin's uncut raw takes on Sarah's Zanamai. <laughs> Speaking of things that she wants to remove from her brain the second after she saw it. I would love to do that. <laughs> butt stuff. Yep. And we'll be back here next week for no butt stuff. Nope. <laughs> what will now be a butt stuff free podcast? But fr- butt stuff free zone. BFZ, BSFZ, BFFZ, BFFZ. No butt stuff. No butt stuff. My neighbors are so confused right now. Anyway, we'll be back next week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. We will see you next week. Bye.
you left the house with uh, no money and no titties. Wait, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 